Welcome to season four of the You Flourish podcast, Flourish in Faith. We are high energy, enthusiastic business women who are unapologetically Christians. At You Flourish Company, we know that our world puts such a high value on success and productivity, and our faith often gets put on the back burner. So we want to help you flourish in your faith. What does flourishing in your faith really mean? It means collaborating with God in every area of your life and in every season. With friends, family, and in business meetings, God wants to have a seat at your table, but you have to invite him in. And that's why this podcast exists, to help prepare you for every curveball that comes your way so you can stay grounded and flourish in your faith. Join us every other Tuesday for a new interview with a faith leader. Now let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the You Flourish podcast. Today, I am so pumped up because I am joined by Kaylor Rudman, and he's going to share a little bit about his faith journey and how he really got here today because he's had an interesting career journey so far. And even though he's just in the start of his career journey, um, I think he's going to be able to provide us a lot with a lot of insight on how we can just let go and trust that God's path, God's plan in the path that he's taking on us is the exact right one we're supposed to be on. So Kayla, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you just share a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Um, so as Grace said, I'm Kayla Redman. Um, I'm with Beyond Realty and Fargo. Um, and I went to NDSU, so I've been here for about six years now um, in the FM area. And yeah, just kind of doing my thing in that world. Yeah, so in the world of realty. And so I know that your career journey didn't start in the realty world. And so I know, and I know your career journey and your faith journey when we talked prior to this conversation sort of go hand in hand. So can you just share more about your career and how you got to where you are and maybe where things started and how things flowed. Sure. So, so I guess we'll have to go back all the way back to like high school days now um, when everybody's talking about what do you want to be when you grow up and what are you going to college for and everything like that. And, and so even going back further, when I was little, I always wanted to be a, a veterinarian as like everybody wants to do when they're little. It's so common and I love it. But um, so I was no different. I I loved the veterinary world, animals, pets, everything like that growing up. Um, and then going to high school, I had some different ideas of, of what I wanted to do going to college and everything, but it always kind of stemmed back to animals and the veterinary world and um, like something with a zoo or anything like that. I don't know. Um, and, and so I just kind of stuck with that idea kind of when I was a junior in high school I, I really like nailed that down and um, and I didn't really turn back so I, I had this idea that I was going to go to NDSU major in biology and go to vet school and be a vet and it was going to be happily ever after um, 
And for a long time, it was. For a long time, that it was great. I loved it. It was perfect. Um, so I did go to NDSU. I started majoring in biology. Um, and then my junior year of college, I switched to, um, to vet tech. Um, so I, I went and did that. I graduated from NDSU in 2017. Or no, I graduated high school in 2017, graduated college in 2021. Um, and I went through the, the crazy process of applying to vet school um, and got accepted to all three I applied to. And again, I mean, it was, it was awesome. I was pumped. I was super happy. It was a huge major accomplishment that I'm, I mean, I'm still really proud of that. Of course, it was incredible. Um, and a really fun journey along the way, really hard, but tested me in a lot of really positive ways. Um, and then it was the first day. So I ended up um, accepting admission at the University of Minnesota College of Veterinary Medicine. And it was like my first day driving, driving back to the cities after orientation. So orientation had been done. And I came home to visit family like one last time, I guess. And I was driving back to Twin Cities. And something just felt wrong. I didn't really know what I, I was really confused and frustrated because I was like, this is something, this has been me for seven years plus. And, um, and it, and it just felt wrong. I was like, why I'm not supposed to be here. And I didn't know, didn't know why I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know if this was just like, I'm scared. And this is a big, a big leap that I'm taking, which made sense at the time that I would be scared. Um, but it felt like it felt deeper than that. And um, so I took the next couple of months um, while having crazy class schedules and labs and everything like that, um, trying to learn everything to be a doctor. And, um, and I did a lot of soul searching, a, a lot of praying and like more praying than I'd ever done before by a long shot. And, um, and I finally just realized that like, God was calling me in a different direction. And, um, and so I took a leave of absence from vet school. I guess I'm technically still on a leave of absence, but, um, you know, why close the door if you don't have to? Um, but I started my, my real estate courses while I was still in vet school, because I just knew that, that that's what that's what God was telling me to do. And um, so I guess to circle back to how I got to real estate, I literally just started Googling. I was like, what are like, what are my values? What, what are the things that God is calling me to do? And how can I, how can I do that in my work? And I think one of the biggest things that he called was, was to be a really good husband and a really good dad. Granted, I'm neither of those things at the moment. Um, but they're, they're for sure in my future. And in, in the veterinary world, what a lot of people don't know is, um, you know, so I went to, I went to vet school for one semester and to be fully transparent, um, I took out a 20 grand loan for one semester and there's eight. So, and that was with in-state tuition. So if you do the math, it, it adds up really fast. Granted, you would think that you would make enough afterwards if you're a doctor. Um, 
I think the last time I checked the starting salary for, for a vet in North Dakota is like 75 or $80,000, which don't get me wrong. Like that's a good salary. I'm not trying to, <laughs> trying to not say that, but when you have that amount of debt that the numbers just don't line up. So, um, so you have to work a lot and for people that that's their passion, that's awesome. And, and they're amazing at it. I know tons of great vets who love their jobs. Um, but I do know that the struggles that they've had with their families and having time for them and, and taking time off, it's, it's hard. And that's mm -hmm. just not something that I was really willing to compromise on, I guess. Yeah. I mean, for you, I mean, you went this whole life and I think oftentimes a lot of us do this, like when you're growing up or when you're graduating high school, you're supposed to pick your, your job, right? You're going to have the job you're going to have the rest of your life and it's going to be sunshine and rainbows and amazing. But what happens when it changes? Like what happened for you? I mean, obviously you understood what your values were. And I think you just made a really important point when you're thinking about, okay, so for you being a dad and a husband is the most important thing to you in the future, right? So you know that, you know that your values. So I think anyone who's listening who is struggling, maybe in a position where something isn't feeling right, figure out what your values are first and then make decisions. Um, totally. Yeah. But I mean, when you make this huge change in your life and your career, when you went from thinking you were going to be something to now completely something different, it's really it's really an identity shift. It's who you are and it's completely changing everything. It's not just saying I'm going to have a different career because your career truly is who you are through and through. Even if we like to think that they're different, you're a whole being. And so when this identity shift happens, it can be so easy to lose sight of who you are in the scheme of the world. And so how did you deal with that huge identity shift that you faced and it's almost like you're probably working through guilt of letting that go, grief and uneasiness of that change that you experienced. So talk a little bit about how you dealt with the identity shift. Yeah, I, I, you're 100% right that who you are and who you're going to be and who you're working to be, um, like especially all through college, all of my friends that I met in college knew me as the guy who was going to be a vet. Um, my parents, my family, any friends from high school, um, my my girlfriend, like everyone knew me as, as that was who I was going to be. And all of a sudden I'm there and I, I do this complete 180, something having nothing to do with animals. Maybe I'll sell a house to somebody with a pet. That's it. Like <laughs> there's, there's no correlation. And you're a hundred percent right. That identity shift is really hard to deal with. Um, and it's something that I was really scared about when I was going through the whole, like thinking about this process. And, and so I, I remember my brother got married in October of, of that semester that I was in at, at vet school. And so I saw all of these people that I hadn't seen in a while, so much family and everyone naturally asks, how's vet school? And I couldn't lie. Like I couldn't lie to them and say, it's great. I love it. It's hard, but it's fun because it wasn't true. I, and so I told them, I was like, I, I don't think it's right. And for some people I went into more depth and some I didn't, but the, 
amount of people who are like, good for you. That's, that's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you. Keep thinking about it, whatever you need to do. Like the, the amount of, or the lack of pushback that I got from anybody was amazing. And I think that that in and of itself is a lot of, a lot of God's work being like, Hey, this is okay. Like people support you. People love you. If you're going to be a vet or not, or if you're going to do this major thing and make this major change, whatever that is. And, and so I think just having the support of the people around me was, I couldn't have, I don't think I could have done it without them. I don't know that, that I could have made the switch. I have no clue. Um, if I could have done that without their support. Um, and on top of that, I, I mean, praying and just knowing that it's the right decision for you. Um, I think that's probably second to none um, in, in just knowing that that's exactly what you need and exactly what God is calling you to do. That being said, I still, I'm, I still struggle with, with like this identity issue or, you know, like literally last week or the week before, two weeks ago, I was looking through my computer for something and I found a letter of recommendation from one of the people that I worked really closely with for two summers um, at a zoo in upstate New York. And it was like a glowing recommendation and something I, that I was, it like made me cry when I read it the first time for sure. And, and then like reading it back again, I just read it just because I found it. And I was like, dang it, that would have like, I would have been good. I would have been really good at that. And, and it made me sad. It made me really sad that this, this person that I was, or this identity that I had, I don't know, that I had taken on wasn't there anymore. And it's still hard, you know, but, right. but I know that God has me on the right path because he's told me in so many ways. Um, yeah, that's my next question for you. I mean, it, it is so hard and it, like everyone can say, oh, just like trust in the plan. And I, I tell people that all the time. And like, I tell myself that I'm like, just trust in the plan, but like, okay, let's be real. What does that even mean? You know? And how do we do that? And how do we not like let go and just say, okay, this is so much harder because I guarantee you probably taking this new path and choosing this new identity basically for your life is probably the harder path for you at this point. I mean, you let go of all the stuff you'd worked for and worked for and worked for. And now it's like, okay, something new. And so like trusting the Lord's plan in that you're making the right decision. How? How did you do that? And tell me about your faith journey through all of this, because I know when we chatted before this, I mean, your faith journey has ebbed and flowed. And tell me more about how, how you leaned into God's plan for you to know you're making the right decision. And yeah, tell me just more about that side of things. For sure. So going back to high school, go back to high school again, I, like I had, stepped away from the faith big time. I, I was an outward Christian. Sure. I, I did all the right things. You know, I went to church occasionally and, um, prayed occasionally and 
it, you know, that was kind of about it. It was all external. There was, there was nothing in here that was like actually faith-based really. And, um, and that kind of continued through college or into the beginning of college um, where I, I like to put on this external front that I was a Christian and, and sure there would be times where I was like, yeah, this is, this is real, you know? And there were other times where, where it, it just got to be too much for whatever reason. I was like, I can't, I don't believe it. It doesn't make sense. And, and I think a lot of people go through that. And, and of course, like, I still have days where it's not, where it's hard, you know, like faith is not easy. It's not an easy thing to, to just every day be like, yep, God, he's, yep, we're good. And that's just not the case. Like some days still are hard. And even through college, they, it ebbed and flowed. Like you said, it, it was really good some days, but especially at the beginning of college, like there were some, there were a lot of days where I was not connected at all in, in my heart or, or even externally sometimes. And I think that there are so many people that God has brought into my life that has pulled me back. Um, I'll, I'll shout out my girlfriend right now because she has done that fully. She has brought me back in so many ways. And, and because of that, I, I have this huge push to want to be better, want to be like that and, and want to have a strong relationship with, with Jesus and with God and, um, and read the Bible and pray and really believe it. And and so that kind of this huge push to from vet school to something else at the time, I didn't know what, um, like that, I, I fully believe that that timing of that, like really at the start of it was like God pushing me to be like, you know, that this is wrong. I am telling you right now, like I'm putting this in your heart that something is wrong and and I couldn't deny it. There was no other reason for me to think that. Zero. I mean, I guess, like, I guess, like I said, it was a big, it was a big move, but like, I'd done that before. That wasn't anything new, really. And, and so he, he just very, very outwardly put his presence in my life. And and then every single time that I would pray about it after, like I would feel better about it. And I, I just know that that was him calming my heart every single time. And he still does that to this day. There are times um, like now when I'm more established, I guess, in, in real estate, um, in being a realtor, that, that I feel myself drifting away. And I it's crazy. Cause I can feel him like put something more negative in my life. Cause he knows me and he knows that I'm not typically the one to, to praise him in a in, in the good times. And I can feel him like put something negative in my life. And he knows that that's going to pull me back. And, and it works every single time. And every single time I, I come right back and, and pray harder than I did before and everything like that. 
and and he's done you know if i need something from him or if i feel distant from him it, it's it works every single time and mm-hmm. i don't really know i don't know how that translates to everybody because i know that it's different for everybody and and each mm-hmm. person is different but i think that so much of it starts in your heart i think you have mm-hmm. to you have to want a relationship because he wants one mm-hmm. he wants one bad and um yeah yeah well i want to touch on one thing that you said and I actually had just read this verse this morning, which is crazy that we're having this conversation right now. But, um, you know, you went through the whole process of going to vet school. I mean, getting into vet school, going to go do the whole thing, four years of college before. And, you know, it makes you question, gosh, why didn't God just tell me no sooner or like change my plan sooner? So maybe I could have had a better, maybe I could have went for something else for school. You know, why? Why did he wait till then? Well, this Bible verse, so it's Peter. Well, it's actually Daniel 4.32. And it says, he has perfect timing, never early, never late. God is never in a hurry, but he's always on time. And like, he's always on time. And I, I just read this this morning because it was crazy. Yeah. But um, the fact that like, you know, everyone who's listening right now too, we might be feeling like, Ugh, you know why now why is all this happening now or you're in this period of waiting and it's just silence and you're like okay god what now what now do what do you want from me what do you want from me but like your life is a perfect example Kaylor, because he his timing is perfect and he waited till the exact perfect moment to tell you no this is not the right plan for you you know we're going to do something we're going to completely shift your life um into something that's going to make you a better person and like a better representation of who I want you to be for me and so I just think that that was so beautiful um that you followed his plan and said yes because I think it makes me think of like okay it wasn't a midlife crisis for you but people will attest this to a midlife crisis okay but like you know you get and you're like you do the same career for how long and then you just decide one day like it just doesn't feel right anymore well, then what? And then it feels like you're in this middle ground, middle place where it's like nothing makes sense. And I think like that's okay because I'm sure you had this period of time where you were like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? You're probably thinking about thinking about thinking about it. But then the right opportunity presented itself in the right exact time, right when it was supposed to. Um, so that was just a little like where I was thinking on that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, and I don't fully know why his timing was perfect. I don't, that's not for me to know really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll try and figure it out forever, of course, right. but like, I'll, I'll try and I'll, I keep asking why, like, like you said, why didn't you tell me sooner? Why didn't, yeah. why didn't you save me the money for that one semester or whatever? I, And he, you know, maybe he did, (laughs) maybe he did and I didn't listen and I had no clue. Um, But there are so many like connections that I made and, and really internal things. There was a lot of self-confidence stuff before Mm -hmm. and not, not knowing if I was good enough to do something big like that, big like vet school, get in and, and go through the application process and interviews and whatever um 
and I think that 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 gave me a lot of confidence um, just in like who I am and where I'm going, not necessarily career wise, but like, like internally. And as far as my, my own brain, I guess my, my own self-confidence. And, um, and so I think that I, that I needed that. I think I knew it deep down, but I needed the, the, like the real tangible, acceptance of that Mm -hmm. and and so I think right now anyway that's my theory is that he was letting me go through that to to gain those things for for me to learn that about myself Mm -hmm. and and now he he's pulling me in the different direction using that same confidence and that same knowledge about who I am and everything that I learned along the way which is a lot I Mm -hmm. I don't regret it I don't regret a thing that I did because like you said, his timing is perfect and Mm -hmm. it was perfect. And it's hard not to question it, but I'm trying not to. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, I mean, I've heard this many times, but like faith is faith for a reason. Faith is without sight, right? And so it's not, like you said, it's not for us to know why he did what he did. Like, yes, gosh, but we probably don't even want to know, you know, like that's all when it comes back to trust and you know, he trusting that he actually does know our whole entire lives before we're even born. And so he knows what's going to happen. And like, why would we ever want to get in the way of the king of the universe? Like, you know, he's like the king and he knows everything. And why would we ever want to get in his way? Like, I don't want to get in his way. Do I get in his way? Absolutely. Well, probably not. I don't know. Maybe I just don't listen. Like we just need to be open, open our hearts and listen more. But yeah. There's also one other, one other thing I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. um, too, because you pointed on this, but you you mentioned how sometimes, and it kind of relates to what we were just talking about by how we only turn to God when things are tough, um, and it's really easy, yeah, when we're going through a hard time or going through a hard change like you went through, or whatever is going on when things are not easy, it's easy to ask like God, please help me, please like and and just ask for His help. And then when life's going good or someone's failing, it's like, oh, I don't like I don't need God because things yeah. are good. But that's not true at all. Like we need him in every single minute of our lives. And so, I mean, I know you struggle with this because you mentioned that, but how have you learned or how can we be more gracious or obedient or thankful during the good times and not just during the rough times? Like, what have you done to try to help yourself get more into that? Yeah, I, so I think, I don't know, I think a lot of that is mindset as well. I think there's, um, you, it's, you have to want to do it, you know, and, and that's something, again, that I still struggle with. There, there are successes in my life right now, whatever, I, I have a closing, I have, I get this big deal, I have great relationships with my parents, whatever, whatever the, the positive thing in my life is there's still this big part of me that's like, yep, I did that. Mm-hmm. That was me. I did that. It's not the case. That's not it. I, I didn't do that. That was, that was God. And so I think for me, and it's like you said, it's still something that that's a fairly fresh idea for me, if I'm being completely honest mm-hmm. and I'm still growing so much. I'm early in my faith journey. I'm early in my career journey. I'm early in everything. And so but I, maybe that's a disclosure for this whole podcast. Nothing of this is like 
I have it figured out because I surely don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that it starts in that mindset of of thanking God for the things that you have and and realizing that you didn't do that. Sure, you used his actions to get there and you took advantage of of not in a negative way, in a positive way, took advantage of um of the positivity you put in your life, but he put that there. Like you didn't, you didn't manifest this from nowhere or just do all of this on your own. That's, it doesn't work like that. So you're right. I mean, it is easy to, to only come to him in the dark times. And I'm fully Mm -hmm. guilty of that Mm -hmm. fully. And like I said earlier, that's, those are the times he gives, he gives me to pull me back. And Mm I've now been trying to see if I see a pretty sunset or something, just the mundane things in life, mm-hmm. or, you know, the sun is out and um, I don't know, I, I find a dollar on the road, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's finding the, the positivity in that and knowing where I came from and, and thanking God and being gracious and mm-hmm. just saying like, all it is. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank Just a quick, thank you, Jesus, for this positive thing in my life mm-hmm. and just being gracious. I, I think that that's really what it comes down to mm-hmm. is thank yeah. you for, for what he's given you. I agree. And I think gratefulness truly can solve everything in life. And we just, if we would just stop, we would just stop more often and just be so grateful for the things that are just right in front of us. Like literally if we would all just stop and look around wherever we are right now and just think, wow, like we have somewhere to be like, that is so amazing. And yeah, it isn't from us. Yes. Yes. We have to do the work to get it. But at the end of the day, it's not, it's not truly in our control if we actually get it or not, because I think God's control. Right. Um, but I also want to make a note that this is something that I've just been thinking about a lot lately is we like God knows our hearts and he knows our desires and he knows the things on our mind. And so I think we need to not be afraid to ask him to help us grow in our faith. Because I think a prayer more often for us should be like, Lord, help me to pray, to help me to praise you during the good. Like help me to be, to see you in the good. Help me just like, because he knows, like he knows that we struggle with that. And so we don't need to be afraid to ask him to help him with something, even though it maybe feels shameful that we can't do that. It maybe feels shameful that we forget because I know I hold a lot of shame around that. And I want to just be this person who always is like, yes, like the Lord is with me always. And it's amazing. It's great. But that's not, that's not reality. Like you said, I'm working on it just as well as you are working on it. And so, but I think we just need to like, just not be ashamed or afraid to just ask, like, please help me be more faithful. Right. And I, I, that's something that I pray at the end of almost every one of my prayers is mm-hmm. Lord, help me grow closer to you, you know, mm-hmm. or help me be more like you. I, it's a simple thing. And it's, it's something that I, that I've asked and he's delivered for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'll continue to ask because I'm still not as close as I want to be and never will be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, I totally agree. Just asking, asking and seeing what he'll do for you and what he will Mm -hmm. answer in that way 
when you're honest and want to have a real connection with him, I think that that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just to, you know, bring in this all full circle, you know, when you are going through something like you went through, Kayla, with completely changing who you are and deciding to go a different path, um, it's just so important to see the good in what he's doing because it can be a dark and maybe lonely. We didn't really talk about loneliness. That's a whole other conversation. Um, It's just being like lonely in, gosh, am I the only one that's struggling right now? It just feels really lonely, but just remembering to invite God into a situation. And that's what we talk about a lot is collaborating with him and just inviting him to sit at your table because no matter where you are, like he wants, he wants to be with you. Like we just, like he wants you so bad. And if that's not one of the best feelings in the world, I don't know what is just knowing that you're so wanted and you're so loved, but like, and someone's wanting you to show that, that show them that love. Like, I don't know, it's just such a beautiful thing. So I think no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, just remembering like you're so wanted and you're so loved. It's just, such a powerful thing to remember. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Well, Killer, well, before we really wrap up our conversation, something I'd like to ask everybody and everyone who has listened to this podcast before knows, I like to have everyone share with me their favorite Bible verse and why it's favorite Bible verse, because I think this brings up some interesting conversations. So I know you had a Bible verse picked out, so I'd love to hear it. Um, yeah, and just to hear a little bit more about why. Yeah. So my favorite Bible verse um, is Psalm 121. Um, It's been my favorite Bible verse even before I read the Bible, before I um, really in high school when we talked about being completely out of the faith even, like even before then. So it was my grandma's favorite Bible verse and she passed away when I was a freshman in high school. Mm. And um, and my she was my last grandma. And so really the only one I knew. Um, And and so it was, it was really instilled in me, like when she was in the hospital and we read it a lot and I don't know, it just kind of stuck with me there. I think are a lot of really negative times that it's helped me through. Um, I think it's just a very positive way to pull me at least back um, again to the faith. Um, so it's Psalm 121. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by night, by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. So I think it just... I don't know. It just really puts it all into perspective that he's always on your side. And mm. when you need help, you just lift your eyes up to the Lord and, and he'll be there. Whether he shows mm. it or not, or whether you see it directly or not, you can surely know that he's there. Mm. Yeah. And I think however many times it said he'll watch over you in that Bible verse, this is so powerful because he's always watching over you. And I like to like, sometimes when I'm feeling, you know, distant from God, something that I like to do that's a visual because I'm a very, very visual person and I need to just 
either going to see it right in front of me or maybe not going to see it or even recognize it. But it's just picturing God, like, truly just sitting next to me, like, in a chair next to me. Like, he's just sitting here just watching over me and or placing a hand on me. Or um, one thing that I actually, I just led a breakfast in Bibles and I just led a conversation around this is, when's the last time you just let, sit and let God enjoy you? And so when you, when you're done listening to this podcast, everyone who's listening, I want you just to turn everything off and just sit and just let God enjoy you, enjoy your presence and also enjoy his presence because, um, I think that he's just, he's just watching us and he just loves us so much. It's just so, it's so wonderful. Um, but I think we need to just let him enjoy us too and let him just let him care for us. And I think that that's, well, and again, that's something for a whole nother podcast, but yeah. being, being mindful with, with peacefulness and just letting, just being, gosh, how do I even put it? Just being present. And I think that's something in society that's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's everyone is go, go, go all the time. Or if you it, like I'm to the point and it's bad where if I'm watching TV and there's a commercial, like I have to be on my phone during the commercial and I can't even, I can't even have just a minute and a half of just rest or like mm-hmm. not thinking, like I have to be, have something occupying my mind at all times. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I've been trying to be better at is just being present in the moment. And like you said, just letting like letting God fill you, letting, letting him enjoy your full attention and, mm-hmm. and you in return, you get to enjoy God's full attention. And I don't know, just taking five minutes or 30 seconds or 10 seconds, whatever it is. Like, I think that that's a great call to action, I guess, mm-hmm. Grace, to, um, to just be present with God for yeah. a little bit mm. yes just be present and just sit and just just sit in his presence I think is one of the most powerful things but yeah we're moving too fast we forget to do it I'm guilty of it too and it's horrible and we just need to yeah like let's make it all of our goal everyone's listening at least once this week we're gonna sit with the Lord okay all right it's plan. <laughs> I love it well Kaylin thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. I I really love your story of, you know, your your career path and how everything has come together. And I'm just excited to see, you know, what your future has in store for you with this new path of the Lord has you on. Because I think it seems like you're in the right place and in the right direction. And I just am so happy that you decided to completely give it up and turn it to the Lord because um, that's what we're called to do. So thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Grace. It's been a pleasure and such a good conversation. Thank you. I love it. Well, thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you on our next episode.